About a mile outside of Paradise Pass sits a clearing in the woods. It's one of many in the county, but this one might be the most beautiful scene of nature in all of Oregon. A crystal clear lake sits at the bottom of a mountain surrounded by a sea of pines. Normally, it's breathtaking, but tonight, it's absolutely terrifying. The entire clearing is engulfed in flames, and the embers fall, catching all of the nearby trees in its destructive embrace. Standing at the base of the fire, completely unafraid, is Sloan Baker. She cranes her neck upwards, watching it grow larger by the second, almost as if it's determined to take over the entire world. But when she looks down, her calm demeanor fades. Standing in the center of the fire is a figure. Skin sizzles and slides off of their large frame. Their hair is long gone and charred bits of skull shine through their scalp. But all she can focus on is their eyes. They're black, somehow darker than darkness itself. And even without pupils, Sloane knows they're looking right at her. She wants to scream, but she can't. She can't do anything. And to her horror, she realizes that the figure is walking towards her. Terrified and unsure of what to do, she forces her eyes shut. When she opens them, she's awake, alone in her attic. Her heart races, and she's drenched in sweat. She might have been able to shrug this off as just another nightmare, but then she notices a strange smell, burning hair. The ends of her ponytails are slightly singed. I'm your keeper, Armando Torres, and welcome to episode four of our tabletop role-playing show, Must Be Dice. Paradise Path. Paradise, Paradise Path. Par- Paradise and I thought Path. we agreed it was Must Be Diche. Must Be Diche. Hello, welcome everybody. This is uh, episode four of our show, the sort of second arc, if you will. Uh, but I am joined by my four wonderful brave hunters. We have uh, Patrick Brown. Spencer Schnipp. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Elise Willems. Sloan Baker. We have James Willems. That's fine. But you can also call me Dex Outlander if you want. <laughs> yeah, I love it every time. And uh, we have the baby boy of Funhouse, Jacob Fullerton. Virgil Sugarhose. And I'm not the baby boy. Certified bad, bad boy. boy. Bad boy. Yeah. yeah. Bad. So what about bad baby boy? Bad baby. Aren't you the baby boy of Funhouse? No, why would you say that? I'm you're the 22. keeper, I'm the oldest. I'm the <laughs> keeper, I'm the oldest. <laughs> Do they ever call you lonely, slonely? They call me loner. That's something we established. Never lonely, slonely. There goes lonely, slonely. This loneliest girl on the street. I like Dex better. Do they throw rocks at you? <laughs> Who's they? The people let's of the town. Back, the people of this beautiful show. town. Let's get back into the show. <laughs> You're going to say people. Never mind. We're back in. We're back in. About a week has passed since the Mystery Solvers Club started investigating the disappearance of Mike Seeker. Clues have been few and far between, but today you're dealing with something else. Sloan Baker has called an emergency meeting. I hope everybody shows up. I, I just, I, it's a dream. I, I'm, I'm pacing in the in the treehouse. It, it's it's on Dex's property, so I'm not sure why I'm here alone. Uh, I actually kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable because I have this crush on him, and and I can see, you know, him in his house from the treehouse, and I'm like, why isn't he coming out here? I, I called the meeting. Where is everybody? I, I I felt like my friends were starting to to notice me, but I I sometimes I still feel like I'm invisible to them. Any minute now, any minute now. <laughs> oh no! They're gonna walk through that treehouse. Virgil looks over door. from the corner. Slim. Oh, Virgil, what? How long have you been here for? About ten minutes. Oh my You've gosh. been 
Sorry, I'm just muttering I'm, like a crazy person. I'm I'm so up in my own head. I I you didn't hear any of what Hello? I said. Did you And I come in to the treehouse, which is where we are. Spencer, you're late. <laughs> Don't you say that out loud, Spencer. Spencer's an odd odd one. Yeah. I I am I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm late. I was caught up in something. What were you doing? I was do- research. About the case? It's a little bit about the case, a little bit about the Clintons. Oh, gosh. Spencer, 50, I, I, About 50-50. Whatever you're researching, it's not true. What do you, well, which part? The case or the Clintons? What have you figured out about the case? I don't know, well, that's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> uh, you, notice that, you notice that uh, Spencer has a little bit of pizza grease just on the side of his face mm-hmm. uh, that he brushes away. Um, Spencer, you have a move that starts off uh, all of the mysteries, right? It is... Uh, yep. Connects the dots at the beginning of each mystery. If you look for the wider pattern that current events might be a part of, roll plus sharp on a... So you can use that now, um, or you can save it and sort of use it uh, later in the mystery if you want. Since you haven't technically like begun the mystery, you haven't heard about the dream or anything. But you could also just use it on the overall mystery if you want. Uh, I guess I'll just wait until the... We start whatever this is. Sure. No. Yeah, what, what have you figured out about the case? Well, did you know that Mike Seeker is Bruce Seeker's son? Whose house we were at? Yes, we all knew that. Well, yeah, I don't like know if that was... Obvious. No, I don't know if it yeah. was that obvious. I confirmed it. I think Sloan and I technically knew before you did. Yeah. I confirmed it uh, doing my own independent research. So it's confirmed now. We all know that for sure. You can Before actually, it was kind of a theory. Now it's fact. You can actually see on the wall uh, behind you is a piece of paper that says Mike Seeker is Bruce Seeker's son. I said I did that. It, it literally adds nothing to this investigation. Mm, well, not maybe to you, but I see, you know, I'm connecting dots all over the place. So to me, it adds actually quite a bit of context. Have either of you talked to Dex? No, it's weird. This is his house. Can I come in? Who is it? Dex comes in, climbs up into the treehouse. He's got a tray, and it's got a bunch of cookies, fresh baked. And Whoa, he goes, Dex. Hey, Sloan, you're sweating. Hey, guys. <laughs> saw you were out here, so I figured I'd stay in and make some, make some cookies. Uh, I have chocolate chip, uh, sugar cookie, and oatmeal, because I wasn't sure which ones you guys would want. Take so, one of here each. you go. Whoa. Do you bake these, Dex? Do you bake these yourself? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. So are these are these cookies that you've made? Are they like from scratch, or are they like pre-made dough? Uh, they're kind of from scratch. They uh, came in a package, and then I had to break the squares off each one. So okay, I did. Yeah, yeah I scratched some of them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dex, right. I didn't know that you were so culinarily inclined. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like we're we've been friends for years, but we're finding all these surprising things out about you, right, Spence? Like. Isn't that amazing? No, I don't. No, I don't see what's amazing about hey, that. Hey, Spence. To be honest. Nice work on the board. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I've been really working hard on that. Well, you might all be wondering why I called you here, and it was not about the board. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like it's still helpful. Have Have any of you been having any weird? dreams or anything since we went to the Seeker house that day? The rest of you have had nightmares, but nothing that you can remember. Uh, Just kind of like, you know, one of those mornings where you wake up and uh, you know that it wasn't a good night of sleep, but you don't exactly remember anything bad happening in your dreams. I had this dream last night that I just can't shake. I, 
I, I was in the forest and I, it, there was fire all around me and I saw a figure, this, this burnt figure, and it, it was all a dream and, and I woke up and I thought everything was fine, but then the, the, look, the tips of my my hair were singed. And like, I mean, I know it's it's been a long time since I've had an actual haircut and my ends are pretty split, but you know, it, it, Spencer's are too. No, my shit's cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that uh, the rest of Spencer is dirty, gross, and grimy, but his hair actually smells like L'Oreal. Yeah, I, I actually do. I wash my hair. I just don't wash the rest of myself. Yeah, Spencer, I use the sink. You've been using that new shampoo I gave you. I thank you. Yes, I have. It doesn't have the chemicals that I uh, am afraid of in it. You know. Someday, I hope that your online hygiene matches your personal hygiene. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I do what I need to online, Ugh. and nothing more or less. Well, anyway, what do you guys, what do you guys think it means? I mean, given your history with uh, visions and stuff, I'd say there's a lot of validity to what you saw in your dream, but it also might just be a dream. Oh, I, yeah, did you fall asleep next to any candles or anything that you didn't put out? Well, I. I do only have candlelight in my attic. You started smoking? No. Is it a cigarette burn, perhaps? No, do you smoke? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Spencer, that's horrible. It's socially, socially. Not social situations are you in? I still have my unlit cigarette, too. Well, like, yeah. if I'm in social situations, like online socials, like in, you're in a chat room for a while or something like that, you know what I mean? You know what I mean. I guess I, mean. I kind of get it's it. It's normal. But it also seems It's weird. normal. Well, it's, I, Not the worst. I, I know. I, I wanted to dismiss it too, but it just it just feels really real. Do you think it has something to, like, to do with the case? I mean, we 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 were in that that dark place, and it, it felt so real. And I'm gonna this assume, feels so real. I'm gonna assume that this has everything to do with the case because we were in that shit, and there were those mushroom bears and spores everywhere, and you were having visions left and right during all that nonsense. So this has to be connected. It has to be connected somehow. Do you guys remember those those Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where the, the monster from the dreams could come into the reality? Yeah, the pedophile? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was Fred Krueger was yeah, a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. the son of a thousand maniacs. He could technically uh -huh. all still uh -huh. be his victim. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, think, I don't think this is Fred Krueger, obviously, but do you think right. that it could be something similar? I, you, he attacked you? Well, no, just, just blending of dream world and real world and, and crossing of, of realities. Was it anything like the the guy we saw in the fire? Thinking back to your dream, uh, yeah, it, it looked a lot like the, the figure that you saw in that there were no real um, features this person had. They just kind of seemed, uh, well, like a person on fire whose entire skin was falling off. It was exactly like that person in the fire. It was like this this shapeless void. Well, lead that, with that. Spence, I was getting there. It's someone we've seen before. Details. You know? Yeah. I was, I was getting there, Spence. All right, all right. All right. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just, it just it's really got me feeling like we need to take a more proactive approach with how we're handling this case. We can't just sit back. So as she explains to you the dream and kind of goes over it a couple more times uh, while Spencer kind of nitpicks her story. In a very mm -hmm. naggy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> it's irritating. He also, it's weird, but he also like makes a point to play with his ponytail so you can see his perfect like no split end having hair. So um, fancy. <laughs> and a couple of the things that you're able to sort of glean from the dream 
um, is that this took place in a clearing. It's also uh, at least in the same area as um, as Paradise Path. It, it's probably pretty nearby. You know that there are several clearings in the woods that just kind of are either natural or man-made, um, and about like three or four of them nearby have lakes. They're just, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of land, uh, this area. And so there's like a bunch of them. I feel like we need to find and go to the place where I was in my dream. Do you remember specifically where it is? I mean, clearings aren't that uncommon in a forest, There's either man-made or natural. Four with lakes. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful place that we live. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, is there anything like I can, if I were like roll for that I can, markers or anything distinguishing? You had this dream and to you it seemed like real. More real than any dream you've ever had. It wasn't like things were like out of focus if you weren't directly looking at them. It was like you were there. So you can investigate a mystery, uh, which is rolling plus sharp. So seven, so eight. Yeah, so on an eight, you can ask one question, uh, and I will answer you honestly. What is being concealed here? There are several clearings uh, outside of Paradise Path, but thinking back on it, you remember walking through a clearing in the woods and uh, seeing this beautiful, beautiful big lake uh, and this mountain and that's when you realize that if it's a mountain, there are much fewer of those around. Uh, and that's actually gotta be one clearing, one that doesn't really have a name, but it's kind of been like a local hang for some people for a while, but no one's really gone there in a while and you don't know why. Do you know that one clearing kind of like by the mountain and the lake where the cool kids used to have their parties there. Yeah, one without a name. Yeah, exactly. I've heard about it. Exactly. I've never been. You should give it a name. Well, of course you have. Dex has been there and he knows it as Cool Kid Hang Lake. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. They call it Cool Kid Hang Lake. Not sure why you guys haven't been there though. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not cool kids is why. No. I feel like that's pretty, yeah. I don't know. They don't like us. I think you're pretty cool. Hey, everyone here? Everybody in, in the treehouse, you think? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Dang Maybe. Dex. Most of you. Cookies and compliments. Uh, well, so would you? Not to get that dicks. Would would you know how to Sorry. how to get us there, Sven? Or get us there, uh, Dex? Dex. Yeah. <laughs> Sloan, did you forget his name? What happened? You need what to was that? Off. You need to back up and stop antagonizing him. I'm talking. I'm to not Dex. antagonizing you. I'm just asking if you forgot his name because you didn't say his name right. Now you're all sweaty again. I swear, when I get into school and get out of this town, I'm only emailing you once a week. Okay. Yeah, Dex. Do you feel comfortable letting Sloan drive your car again? Oh no, I couldn't possibly. I fastest way to get from A to B. That was pretty great. Well, it's my dad's car, so I guess it's up to him. Is he? Is he home? No. Nah, Should we? He's probably fine with it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well. There you have it. I don't know. Sloan, you want to drive? Yes, I do. There you go. Can we search Dex through his dashboard and look through any, for any ARP secrets? Oh. Or guns? Yeah, you can if you want to. <laughs> do you want to do that? Yeah, are we in the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is going to be, um, you know what? I'm going to say this is act under pressure. So I want one of you to roll plus cool. That should not be me. I've got one cool. Cool. Uh, I've also got one cool. All right, I'll just oh. do it. Well, then I guess I could have done it. Shit. <laughs> it's 
snake eyes. The three. <laughs> you get in the car and you have the great idea to sort of investigate and see if you can find anything. And you realize that the glove box has a lock, which is not uncommon for a glove box. But what is uncommon is that the car key doesn't open it. It seems like there is a separate key that opens up this glove box. Whoa, this is pretty weird. Car key doesn't open this glove box. Dex, have you ever actually opened that glove box? No, I like never really thought about it before. I just assumed there's probably gloves in there. Uh, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> it only well, makes sense. Without having the keys, without having access to it, uh, I'm assuming you guys just want to drive over to Cool Kid Hang Spot. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, well, Dex, you you let me know where to go, and uh, I guess Virgil, uh, if you feel like you need to put your foot on the brake as well, uh, that's cool too. Are you hold on? Are you sitting in the back? <laughs> no, I'm sitting on the center console. <laughs> I figured you were just at the glove box, so you probably were shotgun. Oh, okay. one leg over. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All uh, right, here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! After an extremely bumpy and stop and go ride, like almost every ten feet, she, she you know she breaks too hard and it jerks everyone forward. Uh, you get to, using Dex's directions, you get to um, an off the, off the sort of beaten path dirt road where there is a trail uh, that you can walk through. You're walking through the woods, you have a pretty uneventful hike, basically, um, and then you sort of get to a clearing in the woods and everything starts to look really familiar for Sloan. The only thing that's different is that now the clearing is blocked off with a very tall fence covered in barbed wire. Wait a second, this fence wasn't here in my dream. Dex, was this fence here before when the cool kids used to come here? No, this looks new. I think. <laughs> Maybe it was there. But I think it was new. Spence, do you have your, your wire cutters on you? Do I? Is that something I carry around with me? I have a butterfly knife. It seems like something you would have. It does. It, it does. It is, it's something I should have, <laughs> It for does sure. seem like something you would have, but uh, it, it, it isn't something that you currently have on you. How tall is this fence? The fence is about uh, 15 feet tall. That's pretty tall. Let me do some dot connecting. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to roll plus sharp. Ooh. 10, uh, 12. So wow. I get, I get three. Can, I want to. I want to check the car in the hopes that there's like a blanket or something we can throw over the barbed wire. Okay. Um, yeah. Just the trunk. You check in the trunk, and sure enough, there's one of those really, really scratchy picnic blankets mm -hmm. that only serve to keep you comfortable for one second before they're worse than just the bare grass. Okay. I, I show everyone. I'm like, hey, we can throw this over the fence and climb over this way and it, not get scratched. It is still a 15 foot fence. Okay. How tall are we all? Uh, I think. But it's like, it's feet, like right? a like a wire fence, right? Just yeah. like a, oh yeah, easy. Dex, I'll stand on your shoulders. Sloan can climb up on top of me and put the blanket over the top. Yes, that's, that's about okay. fifteen feet. Yeah. Uh, Dex, wh why do you keep this blanket in your trunk? It's not for like it's not for like making out like at the at, in the woods or anything. Like you don't do that with this, right? With anyone? No, I go to the park and I read sometimes. I'll set it out like underneath a tree or something. Yeah. You don't need a blanket folks. to make out. Wait, wait. Dex knows. Wait, who are you making out with? It's not important. <laughs> okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'm gonna. Okay, spot me while I, I climb on to his shoulders. So, Actually, I think I should be on the bottom. Dex, you climb on my shoulders, and then Sloan, you climb on Dex. Do you need uh, my help sure. at all? 
No. You found my blanket. blanket. Okay. <laughs> All right. You so did here, your part. Okay, let me know. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going <laughs> to need Sloan to roll Act Under Pressure, which is roll plus cool. Uh, and I'm going to let one of you roll to help. Uh, I'll help. I'll be the foundation. Oh, it uh, looks like you really didn't need to help. So I had 11. I had five. Five doesn't really do you any good, but she got an 11. So Virgil sort of acts as the big sturdy base, the bad boy of the pyramid, um, while Dex gets on his shoulders and uh, lifts Sloan uh, up to the top of the fence. Sloan is easily able to sort of just use the blanket to hop over without getting scratched and carefully climbs her way down. But right before she gets down to the bottom, uh, her foot slips and she falls not enough distance to hurt, but enough distance to be kind of embarrassed. Her fall is kind of broken by a bush uh, and as she flattens the bush, you all realize that this bush was hiding a hole cut in the fence, about big enough for any of you to fit in. Ah, Sloan, you fell. Did you all see that? <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, oh man, that no. Everyone saw it. Yeah, Why okay. did you fall? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually okay. And, oh, th- I mean, a good thing I had this bush under me to break my fall. Oh, um, hey, but look, there's a, there's a hole in the fence here. Oh, that's way easier. Yeah, I wish yeah, I, I wish under. I had known about the hole in the fence. Oh, there goes Spencer. Already through. I'm already in. So there's this there's this hole in the fence, and Spencer, who's pretty smart about sneaking into places, uh, notices that these are made with wire cutters. Almost probably the same exact wire cutters that he has at home and didn't bring with him on this mission. Yeah, exactly. It looks like there is a little bit of blood. Uh, on the edges of it, almost like somebody was scratched or or may have dripped out onto it. Sloan, is this your blood? Uh, is this blood yours from when you fell? Uh, I don't think I'm bleeding anywhere. Oh, okay. Uh, there's also a, a small piece of paper. Uh, and when you pick it up, you see that it has a hastily scribbled note on it in shaky handwriting. It says, 1031 Salem Road, Omelette Old Fashion. Give it to Sonus. Does this mean anything to you? It's omelet old fashioned? Is that what it says? Yeah. Uh, um, uh. No. Uh, doesn't Virgil, y- y- you know all the, the back alleys of this town? Does yeah, let me see. Mean that. anything to you? 1031 Salem Road. But, but that part at the bottom, omelet old fashioned? That's got to be a code. Yeah. This is no breakfast order, I don't think. This is a secret password or something. Spence. Could you look up the address? Yeah. And I do that. Yeah, that, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. That's just a simple I, I, Google. Yeah, I do the address. Your destination is three miles away. All of you know that Salem Road is uh, kind of like the main street in town. Um, none of you know exactly what's here at this address, but uh, Googling it, Dex, it almost instantly falls into place. That is the address for a staunch diner. Uh, it is diner that's frozen in time somewhere in the early Kennedy era. It's where you can buy cheap burgers, crispy fries, and a shake that'll knock your socks off. But it's also been a hang for teenagers for years, decades, maybe even generations. But most of you haven't spent a lot of time there because it's kind of for the cool kids only. What if we go there and order an omelet old-fashioned? This is code if I've ever seen it. How do we know who to ask, though? 
That's the question. Any of the waiters. They're all in on it. We're just going to ask every single person. They're all in on it. Okay. And and I can apply for a job because I, I no, I quit the Wiener Factory, but I, I still need to make money for school. I don't know if you want to work there. Yeah. Is food Why, service really the answer, Sloan? Why wouldn't I want to work there? What? Not really a very cool place. Have you been? I've been a couple times. But don't all the cool kids hang out there? Yeah, but they kind of hang out there ironically, I guess. So oh. it's like they go there because it isn't cool, and uh, it doesn't seem very fun. I see. Well, I still need money, and like Virgil, I know, I know that working in the service industry isn't like my my goal, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, not at all. I just want you to be happy, Sloan. Thanks. Well, Either if you, way, if you have any you leads, maybe a, maybe a law office or a non-governmental organization. <laughs> any, That's anybody? cool. Say, so do you guys yeah. still want to see I that lake? Yeah. Yeah. So the four of you are now on the other side of the fence, uh, and you head over to this lake. Sloan, it is almost exactly as you remember it for your dream. Uh, the only difference is that it is not completely on fire right now. It is probably one of the most beautiful scenes that any of you have ever seen. I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it looks like there may have used to be stuff here once upon a time, maybe some like old fishing huts or something. They might have like, uh, you know you know how they have those, what are they called? The, 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 like shacks that you heat up in before you go ice fishing um, for the winter. But everything looks like it's been closed down for, for quite a while. Along the lake, there's some trash, some beer cans. Uh, nothing really stands out. Well, this is the place, you know, minus the, the fire that was happening. Does anybody see anything weird or? Yeah, can we investigate the area? Can I, can I, can I oops? I want to oops to stumble <laughs> across something important. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oops. <laughs> so uh, Dex is walking along the lake and then uh, sort of trips over uh, a rock. Um, not enough to really fall down or anything. And also, it's the coolest way you've seen anybody trip, where his foot just kind of hits it. And it's almost like he glides forward a step and then looks back down. Uh, you see a big, large, black rock, which doesn't really stand out because the whole beach is scattered with a bunch of just different rocks. Uh, but what does stand out to you is that there's a familiar little piece of fungi growing on the rock. Familiar to me? Mm -hmm. Familiar to all four of you as the same type of mushroom that you saw in the forest just a week ago. Hey, I think I found something down here. Maybe it's nothing. But I think I found something. Looks like a rock, but does that thing on it look familiar to you? First of all, that was a sick trip you just did. Oh, it's no big deal. Second I just of all, tripped. Doesn't that look like the spores from that awful experience we had last time? Oh, we can compare it to the to the mushrooms. I, I have the vial here with oh. them. At a quick glance, they look exactly the same. The only difference is that the spores that you encountered and the one that you uh, took a sample of have this property of like creating this weird kind of spory gas or, or, or sort of like this mist and also seem to like breathe in a way. While this one on the rock doesn't really seem to be doing anything. Mm. I still think we should burn it. Do we have a lighter? You say that about mm. most things though. Yeah, well, most things should be burned and this thing almost killed us last time. Are you sure that's a good idea given the fact that Sloan had a dream where this whole place was on fire? It's a rock. It's not gonna start the whole forest on fire. What do you think, Virgil? 
Come on, Virgil. I think I think maybe we should keep this one too. Just in, case. in a safe place. Yeah. I think we should just store it away like this other one. Compare and contrast. Is there anything weird with the rock? Is it just nope, nothing really weird on the rock. Um, if you look around, you kind of see that uh, these spores seem to be growing here and there on just different pieces of uh, of nature around the lake. Uh, there's like oh. next to you guys. There's like a big log. And there's a, a couple of them growing okay. on the log, also not breathing or doing anything. Yeah, look, they're kind of everywhere. Oh, how fuck. do we not notice? Don't breathe. Oh, we, we can't. We can't take them all. Um, yeah, maybe we don't need to take this one. I want to use my premonitions at the start of each mystery roll plus weird. Okay. So nine Ooh. plus two, eleven. So on a ten plus, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. So Dex hands you the rock. Uh, passes you the rock, one would say. It, it bounces off the ground. It's a perfect, <laughs> perfect bounce yeah, pass. It completely defies uh, any physics at all, and you catch it. And for a second, you want to tell him how impressive that was, uh, but you can't because all of a sudden you fall into darkness, uh, and there is nothing around you. All of your friends are gone, and suddenly you feel painfully, painfully alone. You remember that you should leave this town, that no one here really likes you, and that everyone is kind of waiting for you to leave, and it feels awful. And you hear the voices of everyone that either you hate or the people that you even kind of like, and they seem like they're laughing at you. And that laughter keeps growing and growing and growing until, bam, you snap back and you're back in reality. Am I still holding the rock? Mm -hmm. I I dropped the rock. Yeah, do we like see that she's something has happened, or is it just you can see that uh, she was she's she's clearly traumatized, but all that happened in sort of like the timeline of reality is uh, Stex did that real cool rock pass, uh, and then she caught it, looked like she was completely stunned, and then dropped it immediately. What are we even doing here with this mystery? I, this is this is silly kid stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, there were some crazy fungus bears. Yeah, that so doesn't seem like kid stuff to me. This seems really important. No, this, there's nothing in this town. I, I need, I need to get out of here. I, hey, I, hey Sloan, seems like something else is bothering you. I don't want to go to that diner because everyone's gonna laugh at me there, just like they always laugh at me. They're gonna laugh at me too. Who cares? We should go anyway. Yeah, but you don't. I'll punch anybody who laughs at my friends. <laughs> None of you look as ridiculous as I do. Okay, present company excluded. Come on, yeah. yeah. You if, two. This, if this was a movie, the camera would pan around to <laughs> yeah. a nerd in a Rush t-shirt, uh, a man in 2022 wearing fingerless gloves and a leather oh, vest. Virgil, you're the, you're the school badass, and, and Dex, you just have immaculate style, and then look at me in my, my hand-me-downs and my stupid singed hair and my dumb thick glasses. We're going to go to that diner and everyone's just going to laugh at me. I, j- I just need to get out of this town and get away from all these people and, and I-, I can be someone new. I've got a better idea. I think it's time for a makeover. <laughs> what? <laughs> Smash cut to lids. I spend a lot of time in my basement watching movies and from what I've learned is if you just take off your glasses and stop having your hair in ponytails, everyone's going to think you're hot. No way, that's stupid. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Hey Sloan, this is my mom's windbreaker, so you shouldn't feel too upset about how you dress or how you look. 
because it's who you are and that's more important than anything. Dex uh, is sharing... Thing would work though too. Just want to <laughs> say every, you know. Dex is sharing sort of a heartfelt moment with Sloane and uh, Sloane looks at him and kind of has tears in her eyes. I mean, this is a really sweet moment. She doesn't feel good and she just kind of experienced this weird thing where she feels like all of these people hate her, but here they are telling her that they don't. They actually really like her, but then she gets a glimpse of something behind Dex on the other side of the forest. On the mountain, something's moving. There's a giant rock that is sliding to the side to reveal a cave inside of the mountain. I'm going to say that if you want to hide from whatever's going to come out of this cave, I'm going to need uh, Sloane, I'm going to need you to act under pressure in order to tell everyone what's about to happen. Hang on, hold that thought about the makeover, Spence. There's okay. clearly something happening up there in the cave. I was just about to tell you about the fingerless gloves. You could probably rock them. So ten, uh, so nine. Sloan, you are able to see that this cave is opening and it looks terrifying, but also sort of mechanical. And something in you tells you that something bad is about to happen. So you have a chance to warn everybody and let them hide if they wanted to. Look, we need to hide or get back to the car or something. Oh, shit. Why? <laughs> what's happening? going on? The what cave! Look at it! Something's coming, I can feel it, I can tell. Yeah, oh, yeah. the cave? The cave is uh, on the other side of the lake, but I mean, somebody could get around it pretty quickly. Can I read a bad situation? See if I see anything else. Sure. So it's 11 minus one, 10. Uh, so you can ask any of those three questions. What can it do, that cave? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you, I can only answer, <laughs> I can only answer. What can it do? Yeah. <laughs> I can only answer with what uh, you would be able to kind of discern from this. Uh, it opens, and something <laughs> is coming out. You hear the sound of w what sounds like an engine. Do you hear that, Virgil? Yeah, it definitely sounds like some kind of engine or something. Where are we going to hide? Oh, behind the trees, the bushes. We, we just, we have to get down. I d yeah, I'm hiding. Okay. Because I, 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 I know that the government has tunnels underneath <laughs> yeah, the entirety of the country that are used to transport uh, celebrities and politicians, <laughs> deep state I, operatives, a lot of deep mountain bases. Hyperloops. Hyperloops. Yeah. Spencer's been tucked into a log for like, as soon as he noticed the cave. Yeah, the yeah. In a last ditch effort, I, I duck behind some bushes and then I grab Dex by his windbreaker and pull him into the bushes as well. All right. I climb into the same log as Spencer. Okay. It's, it's a tight fit, but you guys, yeah. Both fit in there. Yeah. Uh, so a plain white truck drives out of the cave, the opening of the cave. Uh, and uh, they park for a second, and somebody gets out uh, and goes over to the cave and lifts a key card up to what just looks like another rock on the cave. And then that giant rock starts sliding back over, covering the entrance. Uh, they get back into the truck and they drive away. Sloan, from your position, you're really the only one who's able to see anything. And uh, you notice that the side of the truck has the acronym ARP written on it. Dex, did you see that? No, I couldn't see anything from where I was. Uh, the, the truck, you, there was a truck that came out of that cave and it has ARP written on the side. Your dad works at ARP. 
You're right. My dad does work at ARP. Isn't it strange? But my dad doesn't drive a truck. Oh, um, no, your dad isn't the only person that works at ARP, though, I imagine, right? That's true. Isn't it strange that a truck is coming out of a cave in the middle of the forest? Yeah, it is kind of weird, but I guess, you know, having spent some time around Spencer, it seems entirely plausible. Yeah, I guess, but I, uh, please take what he says with a grain of salt. They say, no, no, not with a grain of salt. Just take it. Spencer, stop eavesdropping on our conversations. And you just you're in the log. in a log, yelling. <laughs> you're in the log. We are behind the bush. And I'm behind Spencer. Uh, yeah. Did you hear that too, Virgil? Okay, so everybody heard about we the We can hear everything you're saying. We're already in the cave. Yeah, we're so close. All right, well, isn't that a little bit strange? I think we should check it out. What are you doing in the bush with Dex? I'm not in the bush <sighs> with Dex. We were, we oh, were hiding. Where is he? he? Well, he's in the bush with me. Okay. So. I'm in the bush with Sloan. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, well, should we go up there? We don't have any protections against ourselves. We don't know who these people are. I still think we need to go to the diner and ask about the omelet old-fashioned. Maybe that's how we get into the cave. I'm starting to think that you might be right, but there's no way that I can show my face at the diner. <laughs> what are you getting at, Sloan? I feel like there's something that you want to do. <laughs> well, Spencer. That we're not getting to. Spencer, <laughs> you mentioned it with your movie knowledge, your 90s movie knowledge. I remember. You want to do the makeover thing. <laughs> it was your idea. I know it was my idea. But I don't know how and to do it. And wasn't discussed before we. <laughs> you, I also want to point out that you're talking about a makeover while Spencer is covered in algae and dirt and spider webs. Well, it's not a makeover for me. I know. And yeah. Sloane, you are you are also just covered in I, dirt and grime from falling off to, of a fence. I don't know how to do a makeover. Can you guys I help me? I feel like me? Dex and Virgil are pretty cool. I feel like they could help us. I think we could help. Tell out. me what to do. Aviators, first of all, Dex. Yeah, I think uh, sunglasses are pretty cool. Okay, well, I need, do need these glasses to see. Contacts? I think we gotta head to the basement. Should we be well, having first this conversation we should probably go home. while we're yeah, hiding in these bushes? Yeah, I'm maybe. Yeah, I'm talking into Spencer's ear. What's from the behind. basement? Yeah, what is the basement? Spencer's basement. That's where all the makeovers happen, right? That's where basement? you see it happen. I don't okay, really... I guess we'll go to your basement, Spencer. Okay. I don't know, where do the makeovers happen? I guess. So you sort of sneak out from this terrifying situation for the four of you, by the way, just sort of creeping out of this uh, gated-in, strange little area talking about fucking makeovers. <laughs> uh, and you make your way back to the main road, uh, get in the car, and drive over to the house of uh, Spencer Schnipp. It is a rundown little place. Blue paint chips off of the walls. Uh, and when you walk in, watching a recording of sports, not even live sports, a VHS copy, of a baseball game from like the 70s mm-hmm. uh, is, is Spencer's dad, who you all know only as Mr. Schnipp. He's smoking. Yeah. And drinking. Yeah. Hello, Mr. He's cool. Schnipp. Hey, Mr. Schnipp. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> uh, and then I, I actually, I'm going to real quick, because my dad was a janitor at ARP. I'm going to ask him if he knows anything about the secret mountain bases. Dad, do you know, what do you know? You, are, you ever work in one of the secret mountain bases at ARP? You poking around around them mountains again? I mean, we saw the entrance to some kind of secret mountain base. You what? Sliding rock and shit. No, yeah, no, 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 you no, told no, me no, all no, about no, this no, stuff. No, no, no. Spence. Why is he a, an old Italian? 
Yeah, what are you talking about, Spencer? It's what happens when you smoke cigarettes over time. Oh, okay, got it. No one's born Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's called a nicotine addiction. Mm. That's my drinking noise. He he looks at you and he goes, Spence, (laughs) buddy, I told you you don't want to get messed up in this shit, okay? Well, just tell me what you know. Tell me, is it, what is it? I'll tell you what I know is that you keep poking around and you're going to end up dead. Or worse, okay, dead and not able to yeah, make me yeah, money yeah. doing something else and supporting me later in life. All right. So are you saying that there is a bigger conspiracy at large here? Me? Your dad. If he, clearly, if he's telling us not to poke around, that means there is something to poke around into. Yeah, he was a janitor there for a long time. That's how he got injured. That's how he's on disability now. Yep, he knows old Uncle Sam paying for my dues. Okay, but it did sound before like maybe your dad just had a chip on his shoulder from his history at the company and that his remarks about them were all unfounded. But now it's sounding like it actually might make sense. That's what I'm saying. Can I try and manipulate uh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Schnip. Schnip. <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, seven. Uh, okay, on a seven, when you're trying to manipulate somebody, they will do what you want, uh, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it. <laughs> so how do you how do you plan on manipulating? I think I think it's really important that if you know something, you should tell us because your son is going to pull this thread anyway. We're in a mystery group, and we solve mysteries. We don't stop until they're all solved. This mystery somehow involves ARP. I think it's in your best interest, more importantly, your son's best interest, to tell us what you know. What's your name? Dex. Dex Elwendra. <laughs> son, you got some shit-ass friends. You want to ask anybody about ARP, why don't you ask your daddy? I did, just now. No, you can't... no he's not talking about... I think he's talking to me, Spence. Talking to you. Yeah. He's referring to my father. Understood. Yeah, you dipshit. All right. And he he turns (laughs) the volume back up on his sports game and says, you can hang out in the basement, but I don't want to see that motherfucker in the rest of my house. All right, then. Just go to the basement. That's your dad's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. But he knows a lot about ARP. You know, Spence, you shouldn't let your own self-worth define how your relationship with your father is or be defined by how he treats you. You hear from upstairs, uh, he screams, Yeah, let's go fucking Mets! Mets. I don't know, son. I mean, I still got to live with this guy. You don't, though. You could you could leave this town. Eh, I don't know. Well, well maybe. We'll see. Let's hey, make... Spence, can I use your restroom? Yeah, of course. All right, thanks. Dex goes upstairs to go to the restroom. You do that. All right. Well, I guess let's make me look less homely, right? <laughs> oh, that's why we're here. Are we in the basement? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Is this, is this your base of operations? Yeah, this is kind of my little spot. And I have a, a gamer chair. I have several PCs, all of them very old kind of laptops. They're all on and running extremely loudly. Is this uh, floor-length mirror here where you do the makeovers? No, no. I mean, that's there, but I don't use it very often, I guess. It's kind of just, it was there from before. Before what? Before I set up down here. Yeah. It, taking a look at it, you see that that's a load-bearing mirror, that it is holding <laughs> quite a bit of the weight of the house on its shoulders. Is there room for a makeover with all these crypto mining PCs? I mean, we could 
Yeah, you can kind of move some of that aside. It's all, not much of it is working. Hold on, hold on. I need to ask something just for my own benefit. Is Spencer into crypto? Well, yeah, it's untraceable. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Of course. I mean, it's not, but he thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, where do we start? Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm the person to do this makeover. I'm not very cool. That's what but... you said. You said you come to my basement. That's where we do the makeovers. Oh, well, we don't do the makeovers there. It's not like something I... Because you have the movies. You said you, you said oh, so I put, in, I put in a movie. I put in... Uh, She's all that. <laughs> I put in She's All That. I fast forward to my favorite scene. So, which is the makeover. As <laughs> you spend several, several hours watching just the makeover scenes from different uh, 90s movies, by the way, which is set to a song that sounds eerily similar to Walking on Sunshine. It's just sort of playing in the mm -hmm. background. Yeah. And you learn a lot about what it means to be cool. It means a lot of taking your glasses off. Uh, it means taking your hair out of pigtails. It means sort of doing this move where you sort of swing your head back and forth. Okay, so I, I go into, there's a little curtain set up mm -hmm. that's like Spence's private corner. Mm -hmm. Don't know what that's yeah, like. Yeah. So I go and I, I go behind the curtain. There's a PC in there too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I go behind the curtain and I take my glasses, <laughs> I'm not crossing, <laughs> take my glasses, I take my glasses off and I, and I, take, I take down my hair <laughs> and then I, <laughs> and then I, and then I, come out from behind the curtain. Are you, are you all cross-eyed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Did I do it right? And we're all like... <laughs> yeah. They stand mouth agape. Spencer even, Spencer looks at you and goes, you look just like Elise Willems from Fortnite. Yeah. And I have a poster. Yeah. And I have the subreddit open and a lot of yeah. mean comments. Well, you see the last post as it says, it used to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did I do it right? What do you guys, what do you guys think? Whoa. Is this... <laughs> Spencer, stop making that face. For the Spencer's audio listeners, yeah. Spencer's jaw is, is oh yeah, 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 it's dropped. Yeah, um, like I don't know. I, I think I look stupid. I look stupid. I I should never have done this. As you guys are sort of uh, just gawking <laughs> at Sloan uh, upstairs, uh, Dex. Is, is in the bathroom. De well, hours? Dex Hasn't it been hours? Dex, Dex <laughs> comes back down from the restroom and he, he sees everybody and he sees someone and he goes, wow, you look really good. Thanks. Thanks, Dex. So you, you don't think this was like a silly decision, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, you look good before too. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Spence, I poured out all your dad's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just... <laughs> Is that what you were doing the whole time? I, I poured all your dad's alcohol down the down the sink, and then I put the empty bottles back in the fridge, and the vodka I replaced with water. So we should probably oh. leave soon. Yeah, we should get the hell out of here then. That's gonna be a serious problem if she figures that out. You hear from, <laughs> you hear from upstairs, you hear, what the fuck? I, I, I go this way, this way, and I open the window and kind of like help everyone get out the window. So everyone, everyone gets lifted out and uh, uh, right at the end, uh, uh, Spencer has to sort of climb out the window and Sloane is helping him. And from down uh, the stairs comes uh, Mr. Schnipp who is who sees Spencer and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you and your friends? And then he looks over and sees Sloane and goes, <laughs> and you are able to escape. Okay, good. <laughs> are we, do we have a, oh no, we have a car, huh?
Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Quick, let's get to the diner. Are you going to let Sloan uh, drive with her glasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to drive this time, though, because I do need those glasses. They aren't just aesthetic. That's fine. I believe in you. Really? Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you all make your way uh, in a much more comfortable car ride, by the way, because uh, Dex over under actually has his license. Right. Uh, and drives you over to 1031 Salem Road, uh, the home of Staunch Diner. You walk in and as I said, I mean, it's pretty much like the quintessential 50s, 60s diner. It's got posters up that promise how great life is gonna be with nuclear power. Uh, there's some Vietnam War propaganda still hanging up on the wall. And uh, the menu, even though it is 2022, uh, looks like it could have been priced for the 60s itself. Everything's still pretty affordable and it is absolutely popping off. I mean, the entire place is just filled with people. Uh, and as you walk in, you, you see somebody that's a little bit familiar, Deidre Derpy, cousin to Sloan Baker. She is here with her Bible group. Uh, they come here every Friday night to read the good book and just house burgers. Uh, although it's not a group that's exactly sanctioned by the church because it turns out Sloan's dear old cousin feels like she knows more about the Bible than the pastor does. Uh, I would say Dex, Dex leans over to Sloan and goes, see, it's not all cool kids here. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It's my cousin over there. This was a bad idea. We need to leave. Deidre looks up and sees you and goes, Sloaner? Don't you fucking call her that! <laughs> <laughs> Deidre kind of like falls back a little bit. Like, holy shit, what the fuck? Deidre, what, what are you doing here at the Cool Kids Diner? Yeah, tell her slow. I come here every Friday to read the good book and just house burgers. What are you doing here at the, did you call it the Cool Kids Diner? What are you, 12? Well, you just answered your question because that is exactly why I am here because it is the Cool Kids Diner and I am here with my cool friends. What's up? I take a step back. <laughs> I pull Spencer back full. <sighs> What's different about you? You look not, how do I put this? Gross. Well, um, she I- She took her glasses off and put her hair down. Oh, that is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a full makeover, actually. Um, and so that's, that is what looks different. And, and I'm gonna get new clothes too. I won't be, just be wearing your hand-me-downs anymore, Deidre. So I'm, I'm different now. Okay, well, you're still a dumb bitch, so. Oh! <laughs> Deidre and the, the whole uh, Bible group kind of just laugh to themselves and then sort of like brush you off. Let, let's go guys, let's, let's, get our, let's get our own table here. I think there's, I Hold saw that one thought. in the back. Uh, Virgil's gonna walk up mm -hmm. and snatch a Bible from one of these. One of these uh, Bible havers. You, yeah, you take it. But it, I mean, you take it, and they all kind of look yeah. at you and go, <gasps> "Yeah, this man just stole a Bible from a woman." Oh, I just took it from somebody. Yeah, they're all women. They're all women. Oh, okay. Yeah. And everyone just kind of looks at you and goes, <gasps> "I uh, reach over for a for a bottle of ketchup. Yeah. Hopefully, in a glass bottle. Yeah. And Virgil's gonna silently fill this Bible with ketchup. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let you do that. I just want you to mark on your sheet that you're going to hell for all eternity. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you do this. Uh, so Virgil 
and you all kind of see this, he takes the Bible and then just looks at them in the eye as he pours the ketchup in it, slams it shut, squirting some of it all over all of their faces, and places it back in front of Deidre. You don't be assholes to my friend now, or uh, there's going to be a lot more ketchup where that came from. Well, I, I don't think there's going to be more where it came from. You emptied the bottle, but... I think you and your friends need to uh, clear out. Do I have to manipulate? Can I just... No, okay. no, you're intimidated the shit out of them. Yeah, they get up and they leave. As they, as their, as their group of them is walking by, Dex, Dex says, "We'll catch up with you later." Oh, nice. Uh, the whole diner cheers and claps for the joke. And then uh, <laughs> while everyone's cheering. He goes, "Or we might not. We probably won't." <laughs> Everyone just stops clapping. He goes, eh. "Okay, well, he didn't really stick the line. Okay, it's fine." And people go back to eating their meals. Uh, there is a spot for the four of you uh, along the counter and leaning against the counter, kind of amused, uh, is Jem Staunch. Jem Staunch is just about the sweetest guy in town. The 50-year-old has run his diner since his pa passed it down to him. He's thin, tall, and he covers the bald spot on his head with the, one of those paper soda jerk hats. Mm -hmm. um, he's exactly who you would expect to own this diner. And he looks at the four of you and goes, well, other than Dex, I've never really seen you four here before. Did you just come here to waste my ketchup and cause problems with my best burger eaters? I say, no, I'm here for the omelet old-fashioned, and I give him and I kind of like, mm. His demeanor in an instant changes, and he goes, what did you say? I said I'm here for the omelet old-fashioned. He pulls down his glasses. He pulls down his glasses and gives a, a, the, one of the grossest winks I've ever seen in history. It makes Both a sound, eyes. actually. Yeah. Yeah. It goes... Yeah, it squishes, yeah. A little click of eyelids. Yeah. He looks at you, uh, the four of you, and darts his eyes to the side uh, and looks at a, a, a door uh, that says, employees only, keep out, and looks back at the four of you and goes, where did you hear that? We're, We're making the orders right Virgil's here. dead. We uh, actually, we heard it from our associates at ARP. Spend the, the, the Texas dead. Our, our yes. associates, we're, we are in the know with some very important people. Jem looks at the four of you and goes, ARP got kids working for him now. Um, well, we're not exactly kids. I mean, we are, but some of us will be going to a very prestigious school mm. in, in the fall. Mm. So we are, we are adults by all intents and purposes. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, that it has been nice to have you and uh, get the fuck out of my diner. Virgil, tell him your wait, Dex, tell him your dad works for you and we're here as interns or something. It's, uh, it's for my dad. And who is your dad? Uh, Mr. Over under. That don't mean shit to me, son. Doctor over under. Oh, well that don't mean doctor shit to me, son. Get the fuck out of my diner. I don't want you and your ARP bullshit garbage here stinking up my joint. I said get the fuck out. Wait, you're not ARP? Should we tell him that we're trying to I'm gonna to try and manipulate. manipulate. ARP? I'm gonna try and manipulate. Sure. Ooh. Nine plus mm. two is 11. All right. For manipulating somebody on a plus uh, 10 plus, they will do what you ask them. Uh, but if you've asked too much, they will tell you the minimum it would take for them to do it. So how do you want to manipulate this person? I think you should tell us about the element old fashioned because my dad sent me to ask about it and he works for ARP. He darts his eyes back to uh, the employees only door uh, and looks at you all and goes, I'm gonna tell you this 
one last time. If you don't get the fuck out of my diner, I will call the police. I don't care who your daddies are. I don't care where you are interning. I want you out of my fucking diner. Dex looks down at his dice and says, but I rolled an 11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just what I'll do. I mean, you're trying to convince somebody who hates the ARP to help the ARP. Should we tell him that we're investigating the ARP? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, Spencer. Okay, look, we don't like the ARP. My dad fucking hates the ARP. I hate the ARP. My dad was a janitor there. What the fuck is it with you and your daddies? I don't give a shit about any of your father. We are investigating the ARP. We found a secret entrance, okay, into the mountains, part of a vast complex of tunnels under the United States. He... Okay, we found a note that said on little old fashioned with this address on it next to a hole in the fence. Jem okay. uh, grabs you by your shirt and pulls you in close and says, you shut your fucking mouth right now, boy. I say, if you want us to shut our mouth, you tell us what an omelet old fashioned is. Or I'm gonna go to ARP and tell him about this employees only door. He lets go of your shirt and uh, he sort of just looks at the four of you and nods his head uh, and then looks at uh, a waitress that has been standing next to him, horrified, by the way, has never seen Jem act like this. Dex, you've been here hundreds of times, never seen this sweet old man act like this, never even heard him curse. And he goes, uh, Marta, I'm gonna need you to sort of cover the tables for a second. Uh, the four of you, I want you to follow me. And uh, he takes you uh, to the employees only door which takes three keys to unlock. Uh, and as he leads you down, you hear uh, the pained whimpers of somebody. Uh, and as you sort of go down these stairs to the basement level underneath uh, Staunch Diner, you realize that these whimpers are coming from somebody familiar. And as you sort of round the corner, you see two figures. One of them is bleeding profusely from their leg and the other one is desperately trying to stop the bleeding. And they turn around to look at you, and you recognize Cade Colley and his right-hand man, Kyle. And they look at you and say, what the fuck are these dipshits doing here? And that is where we will pick up uh, next week on episode five of Ooh. Must Be Dice. Oh. Oh. <gasps> You're <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Oh. So stupid. All right. <laughs>